Zoom just told me the recording is progress. That was yeah, weird. that was That's weird. I hope everybody got to hear that robot. I kind of do too, actually. Hi, <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the welcome to the trying to be better podcast with Joel and Steve podcast. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we're on I fire, said podcast. Mate. We're real tired. It's it's actually we're recording on a Sunday night. We normally record it on a Thursday, but yeah, I am. We going, got a thing. This week is like chock full. It's chock full of things. Yeah. So hopefully nothing earth shattering happens between Sunday and Thursday when we would normally be doing this. Let's yeah. Otherwise, if it does, we are we're out of the loop. So yeah, this, we can of, do this. We can do we, this. we can do this. And what if something it? does happen while you're off doing whatever it is that you're doing, I'll just make a little disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. So as of right now, it's May 23rd. If if the world ends on the 24th, we're right. you know. We're sorry we didn't talk about it. But yeah, this will drop for Jack, you know, and whoever else relies on this on Friday mornings. You know, my um, friend Eric, my friend Eric Ojeda, he likes to, he 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 plans this around on his Friday. I love so, it. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, tonight's like podcast is brought to you by uh, San Pellegrino Essenza delicious cocoa and coffee flavored flavored mineral, mineral water. What? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My mom brought it to our family dinner and uh-huh. she took one drink of it and about spit it out all over uh-huh. the table. That's kind of the immediate reaction I had to that description. You'd think it tastes like crap and and probably to 90% of the world they would, uh-huh. but I think it's delicious. Well, good for you. On my end, I've got a plain old regular lemon LaCroix. Well, how basic. Now That's super basic. Sad. It is basic. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Steve's a basic bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> oh man uh, oh so uh we uh we've <laughs> we uh we feel like we need to back up a second because our last podcast may have gave gave our our billions of listeners the impression that joel and steve were just happy as clams to go back out in the world and there was no well, problem i kind of am i am too yes but, but but I'm For also every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. Cause and effect. Joel, it sounds like you've had a reaction to. I had a bit of a reaction. opening up business. So I, this is a podcast. Well, you know, Steve texted me. He was like, what are we going to talk about? And I kind of said, I had a thing. And then he's like, well, you know, last, last time we had, you know, it was all fun and games and we didn't really have too much trying to be better. And I'm like, well, I we're something. just reminiscing about cool concerts. Yeah. And talking about fun stuff we're going to do and everything's great. So the next night, um, due to some circumstances and chatting with uh, some people about logistics, about returning to in-person experiences, mm. um, I had a moment, dude. I had a real emotional. Yeah, what was that about? So it was, you know, it, I think the easy answer or or the 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 unskillful answer would be that it was about I was angry at people for saying things and not wanting to help trying to put things together, whatever, whatever, that is not the truth. And I saw that truth immediately. What really happened and what it's about is that I had this bowling ball of grief in my stomach. Grief, grief. I had gr- a grief and anxiety in this, like this cocked, like, okay, like the knowing, San Pellegrino. Knowing you as well as I know you, the anxiety I totally get. Yeah. Like I can see Joel having anxiety about, well, lots of things, but you know, just mm-hmm. reopening. It's different. You know, what's it look like? And therefore, you know, here comes the anxiety train. Right. What's, what's grief? all aboard. Right. Yeah. What's, <laughs> well, what's, what's grief. So the grief. Okay. This is very interesting and I'll try to be as honest and as vulnerable as I possibly can. Um, so, and I'll tell you a little bit of the story and I, and, and I'll, I'll be general because I think that'll be more helpful that be after this, after this conversation about logistics ended with some people that I, that I, let's say work with, um, although I don't really work with them, I'm being very vague, but, um, I got really angry. I got really emotionally upset and it was about, it just felt like, oh my God, we don't, there's so many things to worry about. We don't know how this is all going to go. We don't have answers for all of this. We don't have there's not a, an, uh, a contemporary example about how like, you know, the general public sort of navigates this. I've seen businesses 
put out on Instagram, hey, everybody, what do you think? Should we follow the mask mandate or, or not? Or because it's gone, would you wear them? Like, nobody knows what to do. And so that I was kind of in that space. I was like, I don't know what this this group, these people that I've done this thing with for over 20 years, we have no precedent on how to navigate this. And it was very unnerving and scary. But at the same time, dude, it, there was, I, I like got upset and I talked to Kirsten and I I just got to give a shout out to my partner, to my wife, my love. She lets me have those big big feelings. She does not judge them. She does Mm. not take them personally Mm. and gave me the space to just have a freak out a little bit. And then I'm like, I need honey, I need to go for a walk. And it was already like 10 30, 11 o'clock. So I went on like a five mile walk and like halfway through it, I realized, and I called her and I was like, I am going to mourn as much as I didn't love all the time being so remote, I am going to, I have learned to cope with the isolation, the zoom world, the, the sort of um, very selective social interactions I have learned. And I was telling Kirsten this a while ago, I have, I have learned to accept the way the world had to shift so quickly because of survival that Mm -hmm. it was not very anxiety driven because it was so survival driven. And it was like, okay, this is the way things are, accept it now, move on. And I put the idea of things kind of returning on a dime in way down in the basement, way down Mm -hmm. in Joel's feelings basement. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you know, concerts, parties, people hanging out, you know, all this stuff. Let's go back. Let's meet together. Let's rent that space again. Let's have that stuff. And I was grieving the loss. And I, and here's the thing, like you may not feel the same. I'm not expecting you to, but I guarantee fucking to you, there's people out there that get it. It's like, not like, Oh, I loved being so apart from everybody. No, I didn't love that. But when you base, when you, when you form habit out of survival, and then you have to let that go. There's a certain amount of grief there. It's like I was grieving what I had already adapted to and just sort of accepted as the way things were. I never, when I had to accept that this was the way things were, it was more beneficial to me to say, this is it and let go of anything coming back because this is how you can be happy with the way things are. Does that make sense? Totally. You know? So I, it was I like, think that. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying and I think that that's, that's all pretty valid, you know, yeah. um, that hasn't been my experience necessarily, but I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Um, I've been, I mean, people that are looking at me from the outside, maybe have a different opinion about it, but, um, I think I've approached this whole thing with a fair amount of stoicism, which is like, oh, there's a global pandemic going on. Well, I'm not going anywhere for a year. <laughs> You know, right. right. I, I'm sure as shit not going to trust the talking heads. Right. We'll see what the CDC comes out with. Um, right. I'm probably going to listen to the scientists more than the Fox News talking heads. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. And I just yeah. was like, no, this is what we have. The tech. We have the technology, you know, fired <laughs> up some yeah. Zoom meetings and got, yeah. you know, it's like, well, kind of. I mean, I've been going to work this whole time. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. a little different thing. Like I was never on lockdown. Wow. Really. Yeah. You yeah. know, except for yeah. like in my home and my family, like we didn't do shit last summer. We got chickens. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's it <laughs> pretty much. And so like, so this thing of reopening back up, it's kind of like, well, okay, I guess we're, we're reopening back up now. And that's kind of mm-hmm. nice because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're going to go see a baseball game and I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. We got, stuff. Yeah. but it's like, I, I haven't, I mean, I've been, I think I've been more, the, the things that I've been frustrated about are, you know, just people, <laughs> you know, and there's plenty there, right? Well, I mean, just, you know, the, I was telling you, we were talking before, like there's an ice cream shop in my neighborhood and one of our friends was there and she sent us a picture of the bar next door that now has a sign on it that says, if you have a mask on, we won't serve you. Oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, but see, even that I'm like, well, of course that's happening. Cause that's the kind of establishment it is. Right. Right. Of course they're doing that. Of like, why wouldn't they do that? Of it's course like they're that, doing that. It's like Madsen's, yeah. you know? Right. Right. Like, right. God, what a, okay. Like, of course which, that guy's doing that. Which, which shout out to a previous guest, Mike Simrad, who does those Saturday morning live. Oh yeah. 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 Face he's filters. he's so got good. a version of the guy from that bowling alley. And uh-huh. it's amazing. 
It's amazing. No, I've, really, really... I've started watching those things too. I'm like, it's so perfect. It's so great. He's very talented. He's very talented. And his, you know, his poor wife, Carrie, uh, <laughs> she loves it. She, she does. She loves it yeah. on some level. She loves it. But so like, that's, I, you know, not that I haven't had my own feelings about things, but I don't know. I haven't. I, so thus far, I haven't really gotten that twisted up about any of this just because yeah. it's like, you know, it's like I uh, actually, and you'll appreciate this. It's kind of like um, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, where they come up out of the sh- out of the bomb shelter. Oh my god! Right, that is a great. Like they're just walking around picking up body parts. Wow, right? I need to... Yep. No, you're absolutely right. Which is it's like, like okay, so I guess we're I guess we're picking up parts of bodies today. I guess that's what we're doing. We're today, looking, looking for incinerated bones. Yeah, I guess that's what our life is now. Like this uh, hasn't been that bad. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I want to go back to something you said too, though. And I, and there was, I mean, you were, and I, we've talked about this. That was very helpful for you to say to me about your timeline that I, ad- I, I adapted that I adopted that. I sure. took that and I said, okay, that's reasonable. Give it a year, uh, give it a year. And yeah. that was helpful. But mm-hmm. in that time though, at that time you were still driving to and from work every day, you worked at a health facility and had to be there. Yeah. Um, I, however, got my routine life and, and whole experience completely it was upended. Upended. Yeah, very much. All the so. way through that summer mm-hmm. into the fall. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the grief stuff and like the feeling stuff, if I'm honest, like I had to do like an end of the year reflection report about all the things oh. I did. I mentioned it last podcast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was really, t- I was like, I, this is my one chance as an instructor to really reflect on what it's like to teach during a global pandemic, yeah. a global event. So I'm like, I'm going to really take the opportunity to reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much stuff I just kind of throw through in the basement, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was part of it, but yeah, I, that, that spring. And I know that we've talked about the pandemic, but um, thank you all for continuing to listen to us because this is a, this is a new, this is, this is a different version of our whole collective experience. Is that I, yeah. And I think all of that stuff came out and I was grieving what I had had to t- what I had to tell myself was okay and new normal, and I had to accept. Well, when at the time when it happened, it was super fucking traumatic and scary for me. You know, yeah, not, and the thing you know, from my perspective, because I, I do feel like me going to I was like I wasn't going to work at Target, yeah, right. with the general public, right, or Walmart or whatever. You know, having to deal like I was in a, I mean, I was going to a a public place but like it's of all of them it's probably the best one to be in right you, you can know, shut your office door i have an so, office yeah. and right. i don't have i did not i was not general public facing you right. know uh, yeah. most of the time anyway and like for example our air filter our air handling system has uv filtering in it nice yeah you know yeah. and every day we had blue uv light things going around all the rooms that may possibly have had a COVID and have getting them zapped just to mm-hmm. kill any, you know, I mean, so like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a buddy that works in a grocery store and he had to fight to get a bottle of hand sanitizer. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, just that kind of level of like, I'm, that was not my experience. Right. So I, I think that just getting in the car and driving to work every day um, was very normalizing. Yeah. And then I would yeah. come home and instead of having to run around doing whatever hell thing we usually would be doing in non-pandemic mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. we sat and played with the chickens and played poker and right. watched music videos as a family and it was really right. kind of delightful on that level yeah yeah you know? so like i did and that's i mean that's you and i had a very different experience because right. i didn't set foot on the place where i work right until late july yeah. because i had to do a few things in order to get ready for teaching right so from you know, early March until late July, and you had to retool your entire work existence. A hundred percent, which I absolutely did not have to do. I had to wear a mask. Right. That was, that was basically what changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, completely retool which, it for the record. I was totally fine doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, same. I mean, teaching in a mask was not, was, was the least of my, sort of an adaptation. It was like, how do I 
how do I teach scene? How do I teach us, you know, scene work? How do I work with mm-hmm. actors that, you know, I can't give them a scene where they're going to potentially touch, kiss, whatever. I, I truncated my, one of my acting classes. They only did one scene. This is how I had to adapt. I, they had to do, I, I was like, okay, these kids need, these students need to have the experience of working on a scene. And the scene that I picked was from Tennessee Williams play, The Glass Menagerie. And it's a play called the, it's the, well, it's the scene is commonly known as the gentleman caller scene where this guy comes to this very shy to, you know, try to court this very shy girl because he's told to essentially. And they really don't ever really look at each other or interact. And I said, everybody's doing the same scene in case anybody gets sick so that we can just plug and play. And I was like, I mean, it worked. But it was terrible. You know what I mean? So it's like I did. I had to completely well, change you, everything. You know, I, as I, I've known you a fair amount of time and I've seen you adapt. And you, I think that you like you successfully pivoted a lot of things to an online digital mm-hmm. format like that. I, I can't to. remember the name of it, but that deal you guys produced that was yeah. done in the courtyard at Dome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, for anybody that wants to see it. Uh, Disconnection. I'll share it on our Instagram. It's called yeah, it was great. Like I, my family sat and watched it and we all thought it was really mm-hmm. great. You know, I mean, that was, yeah, I don't know if it was quite as impactful as like Gabriel's horn or, you know, right, right, right. Just because, right. but it was still like given the circumstances. And I almost felt like the experience of, and I haven't told you this, but like the experience of watching it uh, on my TV in my basement, mm. I think almost was appropriate. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I had a moment thinking, like, well, this is actually yeah, this is where we should be watching this. Right, 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 right. It's, it wasn't like you were missing out as an audience member of what you could have had. It was like, no, this is where this is supposed to be. Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's right. cool. That's yeah. Fair. Like I, I instead like it would have been different had I been sitting off to the side of that courtyard in a folding chair. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 So, like watching it on the TV in my basement was how that was supposed to be consumed. Or that's in- that's actually a really kind of that's a huge compliment. And I don't know that you know that because I was trying to shoot that. I mean, I was using this like new stabilizer for, I shot that all on my iPhone and I was using this new stabilizer we bought and I was, you know, playing the role of director and cinematographer and I edited it all together. And um, yeah. So like things like that were really gorgeous and beautiful, but it was birthed out of necessity, right? Well, necessity is the mother of invention. There we go. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, but without deviation from the norm, progress is not possible. Yeah. And so, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to give anybody the impression or you the impression that I'm that this was all a veil of tears and I was just a huddled mess. And I think there are people that I have. I know the truth, Joel. I know. (laughs) Well, there, there are people, I think, because they haven't seen my face on certain things and I've been pretty much only on Zoom for. Uh, you know, whatever. And the the people that I've really only hung out with are people I ride bikes with, you know, you on this Mm -hmm. and my students and faculty Mm -hmm. that think that I am, you know, that this was a miserable time. It's not all miserable, but, uh, but, and there was a lot of good and I didn't, I didn't anticipate grieving the, what I, what I, what I was beginning to enjoy about the things that most people hated, like oh. Zoom meetings, um, you know, uh, excuses to not be around other people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, holy crap, like this is going to happen and I'm going to have to relearn. And I am 1000% okay with admitting that. And I don't, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I, I am, uh, I'm not terrified. You you're going to have to, you're going to have to reintegrate into society. Yes. A hundred. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I have a little bit, right? Like I've, I've worked in all that stuff, but mm-hmm. like what, what I was, what I was ruthlessly faced with on Friday night was the, was the idea that I had a lot of feelings about this that I was not dealing with. And I, we want to go way down to the deep level and, and erase any circumstantial stuff that people could judge. I was, I was, I was ruthlessly shocked about how big my feelings were about what I was actively suppressing. And I have 
I was shocked by how energetic they were, but I was also grateful at all the tools I had. Cause like the next morning I did a long sit, this guided meditation about um, sitting with difficult emotions. And I was like, all right, everybody, all these, all it's like, I see my emotions sometimes as this like, you know, like, like a Muppet show of, of variety of emotions, right? It's like that, that movie inside out. Exactly. Yeah. Upside down or whatever the hell it was called. Inside now. out. Yeah. 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 And they're all these different characters. And I'm like, all right, let's welcome. Hey guys, everybody, everybody get, everybody Come gets on the in. stage. Come on in. Everybody gets the microphone. Everybody gets the stage for a bit, right. you know? Uh, so that was, that was pretty intense. Um, but yeah, it sounds some, intense. I have, yeah, I have some misgivings. I, you know, I have, I have spiritual guides in my life. I have a therapist. I'm going to deal with all of that this week, but um and probably I, the week after and probably for a while but yeah. it you know it taught me again dude that like for better or worse i think i was i was i was at least i at least assumed growing up that my big feelings weren't allowed i don't know if that was actually projected mm. but that's how it felt mm. and it was another another iteration that as a 40 year old man i can allow the feelings to be there and and um let them out in healthy healthy and safety safe ways and deal with them and move forward and still you know do the things and still mm-hmm. go to the baseball game with you and still yeah. get on a plane on on next week and still go to concerts and all i'm still going to walk through all that shit i'm not going to hide in my basement but i to just say well if i'm just going to go out to there in the world i obviously don't feel anything that is so toxic you know what I mean? Don't don't call my stoicism toxic. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant. I mean, <laughs> well, I get is it? I mean, how? I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just full. Of, maybe I'm just suppressing rage. Well, that's well. Here's the thing. I don't want you to go full on falling down in two months, dude. Are you <laughs> suppressing your shit? I don't think so. Not no. about the pandemic, anyway. <laughs> what are, what are you suppressing, Steve? Oh, good lord! <laughs> that's for the Patreon version. <laughs> Right. I don't have the letters behind my name to deal with whatever would come up either. That's true. That's, <laughs> that's why I have a therapist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's strange days. That's it. Yeah. And that's, days. you know, it really kind of comes back to this is what Marin talks about this. Like, I really think all of my drug experiences have really helped out during this time. <laughs> like, seriously, because yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, this universe is collapsing. Okay, dude, I, I, I believe you right. 100%. I believe that statement. I mean, I, I didn't, like I didn't I've, have, I've, you know, in the span of one concert have died a thousand times. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. And just stood there and you come out of it, you're like, whoo. Yeah. Maybe I ought to change the way I live. Yeah. Tomorrow. I, you know, and I think that there's, there's, you know, there's actual scientific research based on that, that like psychedelics do allow people to, to prepare themselves for their own ego death or physical death or both hundred percent or for oh, the, you gotta wor- read, I got another shout out to that Michael Pollan book, how to change your mind. Cause it's really oh, yeah. fantastic. It is, it is, um, the best book I've ever read on. Um, I mean, he's a researcher, you know, mm-hmm. And he dives in the, the amount of research that was done on psychedelics in like the forties and fifties, and then was mm-hmm. censored and shelved for decades right. Right. is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's those, those taps are starting to get turned back on. And what the scientific community is, is finding is that like, wow, these things are really beneficial when done, when, you know, are taken under, a, a, uh, when people are learning how to do them in their high school. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? And, uh, right. I mean, he takes, mushrooms he takes lsd in very controlled settings and talk, you know talked about his experience because he wasn't going to write a book about him without doing it yeah right but just that i mean mdma is proving to be very uh effective for treating um anxiety hmm. psilocybin mushrooms are proving to be effective in treating virtually everything yeah really are like that and um what's that uh, there's that there's that documentary we saw like right before shutdown um God, it's all about, it's not just about psilocybin, but that's part of it because it's all about the benefits of fungi. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that, um, oh, and fantastic Paul fungi. Stamets. 
Paul, Paul Stamets. Stamets is the world's foremost mycologist. Mm-hmm. And he's such an incredibly far out guy that, uh, that comes a time podcast with Oteil Burbridge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, they, he and Bob Weir actually talked to Paul Stamets and it's just, it's mind blowing. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, um, mushrooms are the, uh, fabric of the planet basically. Yeah. 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 And, right. Uh, it's anyway, the, it, kind of it's, it's the, it's, and I'm not talking about psilocybin. I'm talking about mushrooms, right? All fungi. It's yeah, like yeah. the, the mycelium is the, mm-hmm. yes, is like the internet of all of the entire sort of planet in a way of the biosphere. Yeah. Yeah. It's really far out. Um, and that's why when I saw that article about, uh, the, I guess uh, there's more and more, um, like killer mushrooms, Mm. like mushrooms that'll kill like there's they're increasing in uh quantity oh really and, yeah and i'm like well it's that's because the you know they're trying to protect the earth <laughs> yeah they're doing their damn job right yeah yeah. <laughs> like mm. we're really kind of sick of you humans yeah well you've kind of done a number on this planet yeah Oof. and that, so it's like so now here's the thing joel mm. it's like of all the things that i've like i've been saying the same shit for 30 years yeah yeah right yeah and so yeah. this pandemic really of all the things that i've been kind of worried about it's like a little speed bump <laughs> like seriously now we yeah. can get back to the real things that everybody's going to ignore like climate change right that's not yeah. real no and um, if it and here's the other thing joel is if it is it's too late anyway so you know, I got to I'm this is a, I'm going to get really honest with you and this is not we did not pre-plan this one at all. Oh boy, here we go. Are you Dropping ready for in. this? Yeah, well, you know, your your outlook on like you said the things that you kind of the overwhelming things that you're terrified of. I'm I, I you know, a year and a half ago I would have said this experience is going to cause Steve to to feel the way I'm feeling right. I, right. I again, you were a good um, I don't know, Sherpa into the world of, <laughs> into the world of lockdown. Uh, you poor bastard. I know. And you're kind of, you're like right now, whether we're recording a podcast or not, it's super helpful for me to hear what you're saying. Like as your friend, it's super helpful to be like, all right, well, you know, uh, don't listen to the 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 warring networks in your head and don't listen to the warring networks on tv trust the science move forward but like yeah this is a new paradigm dude and it was kind of always going to happen you know without Mm -hmm. getting too woo woo and weird and that's the other thing that i think has been helpful for me during this time is realizing and and uh uh mary stan cabbage talks about this well they all talk about it is is that like all this has happened before this is nothing new right right uh, this, you know, the insurrection that didn't happen, the same thing happened in Germany in 1923, Hitler tried to have a thing. It failed. They slapped him on the wrist 10 years later. Right. And the right. same thing's happening now. Right. Yep. The same thing's happening now. So we can fully expect that, you know, in four years, probably there'll be another thing. Mm-hmm. Our mm. dickhead governor is going to run for president. He probably won't get it because that what's the really good looking guy from Missouri, whatever his name is. Oh, I don't know um god damn it josh hawley oh you, you think he's you think he's a looker steve well he's a handsome man and he's oh, that, not and he's and not that's not gonna hurt that's not gonna hurt him no it is not and it's right. not and it's not and he's not um he how, how i'm trying to put this diplomat fuck that he's not a fucking moron <laughs> He's not he's not covered in orange fake tan right. and has shitty hair. And yeah, and, it, yeah. and and he is, I'm sure, a world class, maniacal, megalomaniac narcissist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But he's he's also sharp. Oh, that see, that's the thing I've been saying too, is that like it's the next not, Trump won't be won't be will a be doddering uh old man. Yeah, he'll, that he'll never, be never I mean, he's just been about himself his entire life. He'll be more well-spoken and more yes. pleasing to the eye. Yeah. And pleasing to the eye and right. smarter. Right. And more evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And and he will probably get elected. Right. Right. Because and, and that because more because than fascism. 
Right. Because fascism, 100 percent. And people are really tired of those people coming to take their guns or whatever their jobs or what, you know, just stoke the fires, man. So those it's like and even with that, I'm like, I mean, what am I going to do about that? Stand by the federal building with my sandwich board? I mean, (laughs) please. Well, we'll just we'll we'll um, we'll take the pot on tour and try to, you know, save the world. Well, I mean, that's and that's kind of part of the reason why I like doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it really is like, oh, so now we're, we're now the pandemic is. Well, it's not even over yet. Let's let's how's it going in India? Not good. Not good. Not no. good. How's it going in South America? Not, not great. Good. You know, um, so we're not out of the woods yet by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, but, you know, for. Well, USA, we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just that just goes to show how how much um, money can wash away problems yeah really i mean we have bungled this thing in a i mean just epically bungled the whole thing and we're doing better than a lot of the world not because we're great not because we're great no but because we have you know tons of resources tons of resources and and the ability to monetize stuff right yeah and yeah, I just I just love uh, anyway, I was going to say, gosh, it's so nice that we can just go get these shots for free. Yeah. Why? How is that possible? Yeah. Right. Huh. It's almost like it's almost like uh, health care available to the masses works. Weird. Yeah. Super weird. Super weird. Um, so anyway, that like that, like that uh, on a certain level, like I haven't. I don't, I haven't had, I haven't had the emotional upheaval, although I did when I got my first shot, when I got my first jab, mm-hmm. I got a little emotion about that because I think that on a certain level I've been in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. I just lock it down and yeah. get through what we got to get through. Right. For the and sake you- of like my kids, my family, you know, right. it's like they, I figured my kids would react as well to this as I did. Yeah. Right. You know? I, and I had an emotional experience with that too. I think I, 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 and you know, I think by the time I got stuck, other people had already gotten stuck. And so it seemed more normalized. You got your jab pretty early on. I got mine in, in December. I was one of the first, probably yeah. 4,000 people in the state to get a vaccine. Right. And so you, that was huge. I'm sure it was a big deal. It was really, and I wasn't expecting to, it just kind of worked out that way. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was very grateful and um, and it really was, especially after the second one. And once I kind of got out of that window, I was like, I'm free. Yeah. I mean, mostly, not entirely, not entirely. Sure. sure. It's not 100 mm. percent. And we need to keep that in mind. You know, you know what? I, I'm putting some things together. Like, I don't think I let myself feel the freedom of being inoculated or being vaccinated until 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 graduation happened and the school year was done i was Mm -hmm. kind of in survival mode still Mm -hmm. even after being fully vaccinated by you know what would have that would have been april 1st i had a month and a half still of just kind of like still in survival mode because of where i taught and and the rules and that's totally legit Mm -hmm. but it was still survival mode and get through this and then and it's like been maybe a week and a half two weeks since all of that's been done and i'm kind of looking back on the year and i'm like i yeah that is totally it and i i mean i will definitely talk to the professionals and the people in my life but that that seems to really track cuz i don't think i've felt free and and here's the weird thing that i'm not afraid to admit that the level of sort of freedom and a, and autonomy and choice that I have now, like I'm going to get on a plane on Thursday, six months ago, that would have like, no, I'm not going anywhere near a plane. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting on a plane on Thursday and I'm pretty okay with it. You know, and here's the thing about that is like my sister, you know, she's come and visited a couple of times and brought her kids on an airplane from Seattle mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and her friend, um, one of her friends from college, I want to get this as accurate as possible. She was responsible on a pretty high level for New York city's COVID response. Oh, wow. She's that level of medical scientist person. Right. And so Libby reached out to her to say, 
like, am I nuts for getting on an airplane? And her friend's mm. response was, wear a mask. Yeah, right. Wear a mask. And this yep. is somebody that would know. Right, right, right. right. Um, yeah. And that's what they did, and it was fine. Because weirdly, just wearing a mask works still. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah. But Joel, you know, really, why are you just living in fear, man? <laughs> that's really. Because. I mean, because I, what I, what I realized the other night in a, in a group that, you know, was helpful was that, um, you know, before, before I smoked a cigarette, before I drank a beer, before I smoked a joint, fear was my first drug. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being sure. afraid was mm-hmm. my first drug. It was the thing that I could totally escape into. And I felt protected me and I probably overused it to keep me from having a good time, like riding a bike or, mm. you know, whatever. Fear was my first drug, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't realize that, you know, even though, <laughs> even though I have a spiritual program of action and uh, a spiritual path that talks about fear, it's like, I still can get totally hooked by the feeling that fear gives me and what I think it's going to do the shempa of it. Yeah. It's like, wow. yeah. And that's what was happening. And, and also I, there, I think in a different way though, too, it is, it, there is some grief. Like I was, I was, I got really teary eyed because, you know, the, f- the you know, try to be vague, but like the, the experience that we were trying to figure out was logistics for mm-hmm. that was something weekly that I looked forward to because after we did the thing, we, you know, several of us would stay on and we'd play zoom games and we'd talk. Mm-hmm. And it was like this weird little, you know, dystopian boost every week mm. and that's gone. And now I have to like be in person with other humans. And I'm like, I was, well, I, was I was grieving that for a minute. Well, you have it. Now you get to celebrate, you know, going to get club sandwiches or whatever. And <laughs> I know doing the things going to Laszlo's. Yeah, I know. Like people, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. believe me, there's a part of me that friggin' loved Zoom. So I didn't yeah. have to do any of that. It was a great excuse to just not. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know me. You yeah, know, right. Like, Steve, are you going to dinner? I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna oh God. It's not that I, you know. No, I know. I know. I it's and, like and I, lo- right. I like people, but I am I get is that my oh I don't know. That's uh, I don't know. Am I gonna is it oh you know, <laughs> fine. Well, and, and fine. I'll go have the, I'll go eat the good food with the fun people. Twist my but, arm. But that, that hesitation is, I think, and I'm, and I'm always digging for like the underneath what I'm feeling about my hesitation or my fear is that it's unknown. And that's what I felt in trying to work out all the logistics and do all the things. It's like, it's What's unknown. unknown how this is going to, I'm telling you, I know it's not unknown, right? I know it's not unknown. Well, it's because unknown. Know. You unlock the door and put on the coffee pot. Correct. <laughs> but I'm I'm here to tell you, Steve, with hundred percent honesty, and it's super helpful that you're very that you're very matter of fact. It really is. It always has been. But I'm really trying to honor that I have shut that part off. Mm. A survival tactic that I did, and Kirsten can attest to this because she was in the bunker. Was that for, for March, April, and May, it took concerted effort for me to just say the, the social world as I know it is completely gone. Mm. And I had to, I honestly accepted and, and I honestly accepted and started to grieve the loss of it because that's interesting because it was helpful for me to do that. I don't think that that's insane, but it certainly gives a few more hurdles now as I want to go to Laszlo's and eat veggie burgers or whatever. See, I never, I I never had that experience. Right. Right. Like I really never did. I was just like, Oh, I guess we're doing zoom now. And I told, I mean, and that's really kind of as far as that went, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh, you know, family gatherings are probably not going to be a thing for a while. And it looks like we're doing zoom and yeah, I will pick up groceries. I mean, they'll bring the groceries to the car. Yeah. Okay. For a while. Like that was where impermanence of that, of this experience would have been helpful. But I, every time that somebody's like, well, this is temporary, this is temporary. It, for whatever reason, it, it gave me a lot. It gave me a lot of peace to abandon hope. 
A hundred percent. See, I think that's what's been helpful for me is I did that like decades ago. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but there's, there's some, like, I I think, I think Pema Chodron talks about that in one of her books, or maybe it's one of her talks is called that abandon hope. And that was like kind of a mantra for me early on. Mm -hmm. It was like, hope is, is one of I'm not saying I don't want to give the impression that I don't think that there's good in the world. Yes. Correct. There's lots of good in the world. Totally. But I'm not going to say, well, people are probably going to make the right decision. (laughs) They're not. Why would I say that? (laughs) Why would I think that? There's (laughs) almost no evidence to demonstrate that, except for the fact that now we appear to have some adults in leadership and we're getting vaccines out and like that. So there's that. Yes. But Uh, yes, good. Good things are happening and there is inherent good in all of us. Right. Sure. But. There is no reason for me to stay attached to hope because that forces me to live in tomorrow. Mm, that's also true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that, I think that's a good way of putting it. Yep. And that was like, like, I just like, I'm really, this, this experience has been really good for like, well, today it's like this today. It's like, and, this. Just, and that's it. That's it. Well, tomorrow might be like this or yesterday no. it was like this. None of that matters. It's completely irrelevant. Right. It's absolutely. What? I mean, I think I saw, I think Kirsten, I, I, I really wanted to get to, you know, when it's like this, when it's like this, then it'll be good. And like, but it, it's, it is what it is right now. Exactly. Cause early on. And even now we, you know, we're like, when this is over X, Y, Z is going to happen when this mm-hmm. is over X, Y, Z is going to happen. And that was so, I mean, I'm sure that was helpful to some people. It's not helpful to me nope. because it's like, as when this is over, know, Garth Brooks is going to come play Memorial <laughs> stadium. Dude, I have tickets to that. Actually, oh, I'm actually a little bit envious. Well, that's that's just the for gift the experience. Our, that's a gift of our in-laws, and I will, you know, Mike Swingman's gonna take us to the cleaners because he hates Garth Brooks and Garth Brooks ruined country and yada yada yada. But when you see, it'll Garth be a great Brooks, time, dude. That guy's a he's a showman. It's gonna be and a it's great free. time. I, I've not. I've seen. This will be the second time I've seen Garth Brooks. I haven't paid for either time. Yeah. So I'm sure it's it'll all be a gravy. Blast. Oh, yeah. I mean, go get, go get, go get your, your, your bro country on. It's going to be great. I wouldn't classify Garth Brooks as bro. Country, yeah. Okay. But... That, that, yeah. You're probably right. You're right. <laughs> it's not He's Florida, not Georgia, Georgia Florida line. Ohio. Come yeah, on. Yeah. 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 No, it'll be good. I still, I still, one of my favorite things I've heard over the last two or three years is um, modern country is just hip hop for people who are afraid of black people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Woo! we just listen to it. It's, yeah. it's, it's very similar. You're just throwing some banjos, but it's really a little pedal steel, but I know it's not even that anymore. Like modern country is like synthesized beats and like drum kits and, and just formulaic melodies. Well, yeah, it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's trash. Yeah. Oh, but dude, I, I mean, the, the point is still true though, that like you, you have always been really good at reminding me, and this is not about like helping Joel out, but it, it kind of is. Uh, <laughs> like you have always been really good. Like, dude, it'll be fine. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know how to do this? You've been doing it for 40 odd years. Like, come on. Right. Um, and that simple, like that shit, that statement cuts through the noise in my head. Mm-hmm. But I, I think sometimes we have to honor the noise. It's like nuance. Like you got to honor the noise, but you can't stay stuck in it because the next time it comes around, it's going to be fucking louder. Yeah, and I I get that, and that's yeah. I mean, there you have to process the feelings. Like, I'm not trying to deny that that's a thing. Sure, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. Hmm. I mean, my dad died in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, that was weird and hard. You know. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So there was feelings involved in that, and trying to manage the logistics of having a funeral in the middle of all that, and yeah, that was really it. Wasn't great. You know. Yeah. No. But that was one of those deals where I, that's where like almost for a little while, feelings don't matter. Yeah. Right. Uh, you have to get through the steps. You have to get through the the logistical things. Mm-hmm. And then once all the, you know, we didn't get to have the Methodist funeral ham salad. Um, we didn't yeah. get to do any of that, you right. know? Um, right. But had we done that, what I'm saying is that like once all those dishes are put away and everybody's gone home, yeah, then like that's when the real work starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
like getting through the getting through the 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 functional bits of that was the easy part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, but even like I'm like I went over and hung out with my mom for a while this afternoon. We we went and got a burger and like people we went back to her house and just sat on her back porch and listened to the birds and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. talked. And it was, I mean, that was very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to go do that, you know, yeah. where we yeah. couldn't have done that or wouldn't have done it six months ago. Right. Right. And so you're able to be a part of uh, you. You both are able to be a part of each other's yeah. post logistical grieving process. Yeah, totally. And I mean, we really, it was kind of, um, once it was like, oh, well, we're all vaxxed except for, you know, I mean, we're mostly vaxxed. The kids are still kind of in the middle of that. But uh, yeah, like there's the evidence is showing that if you're especially with the Pfizer vax, I don't know about the other ones, but like mm-hmm. your odds of transmitting it if you're asymptomatic are very low. Yeah, right. Um, yep. Which is nice. Not 100 percent, but very low. Team and Pfizer. Team Pfizer. And uh, so we're like all Pfizered up. And so we just hang out. <laughs> like once we had, like we kind of did the math and it's like, well, wait a minute. We can just, we can just hang out now. Yeah. And then, and then yes. it was like once that, once that consensus was reached, that's what we've done. Well, yeah, that's, that's been, I mean, that, you know, that's what I was doing before we recorded tonight was having Sunday night dinner with my in-laws, my mom and her partner. And it's like, what a fucking joy that is you Mm. know and like how hard it was to not do that but yeah you're right i mean and 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 i have been experiencing you know the return to things uh, a little more and more um but yeah it it is it is a beautiful thing to be a part of that reawakening i want to be a part i want to be with myself through that because i don't i don't i was not and i'm sure there's people that identify with this i'm there are there there were feelings grief fear anxiety sadness you know excitement that i did not was not prepared for by any stretch you know um and that's kind of i mean i i haven't lost a parent and um um but you know uh that's the like once you get the like it was kind of like early lot like once we got the logistics down I put all of the ability of those feelings in the, in the basement and now they're coming up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's they're all know. mutated and albino and weird and have <laughs> tentacles and fangs where they didn't used to. Yeah. Yeah. Or they've, you know, they've been the piece of fruit on, they've been a, the piece of fruit on the fruit cart that I let sit there and fester, oh, you yeah. know, you know what I mean? And it's got, you got to get rid of it at some point. You got to deal with it. Right. Um, you ever seen that that horror movie, The Babadook? No, I know you've talked about it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, you should. I mean, it's. I, I know you don't. I, you don't do scary movies, but there do has this. They have. It has this. That's sort not of, entirely true, but I don't want to watch that one. It sounds no, terrifying. It is pretty terrifying, but it has this kind of overall overall moral of that, and I won't give away the the whole thing. But it's like you you have to make peace with your demons, and they're always going to kind of be around as mm. long as they're kind of chained up and you don't let them out. It's mm. not going to tear your life up, you know? Oh, I think the yeah. last, like, quote, horror movie I actually watched was The Ring. Oh, yeah. That was that pretty one? good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. That was pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. I liked the is method. Is it gory or is it all mental? Uh, I think it's pretty gory. See, I can't. I don't, it's that's not where, gory. No, no. I don't. That's where I, I'd fall off, like the like the Saw movies and all that. No, like, it's it's like, not gore. It's not gore core, gore porn like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like monster, scary in the dark. What is that hiding back there? Coming to get you? Monster I'm comes out. alive. Yeah. People, I, I've had, I've told students like, guys, you guys, you need to, the Babadook is super scary. And they're like, they just roll their eyes. Like, are you serious? Like, they think it's like a, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. But That's I thought. One of the scariest things that I've ever heard of the thing that like freaked me out the most is in, I think it's the first alien movie where you can't see the thing, but you hear the. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of that early on. There's a lot of that. And it's kind of got an, it's got an exorcist vibe to it too. Like you're like is this monster possessing somebody? You know, mm. that movie freaked me out when I was a kid. Hmm. I used to hang out on the stairs that the priest falls down at the end of that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's in Georgetown in DC. Yeah. Oh, wow. The exorcist stairs. It was a thing. Huh? Um, 
Have we had the DOS boat conversation? Have you seen DOS boat? You, we have had this conversation okay. and I haven't watched it yet. Oh my God. We need to have a DOS boat party. All right. That'll be something we can do together. Totally. Because that movie, you got to watch it with a decent sound system. And if you do, I guarantee it's the least boring thing you'll ever see. Okay. I'm it's in. So intense. I'm in. Oh my God. I love that movie. I watched the, uh, I watched Dunkirk the other day. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. It's about the Dunkirk situation in like in world war two in France, where the allied or the Axis forces just sort of cornered the British army on the, on at Dunkirk. And okay. they, they couldn't, they were just like cornered them and were just picking them off and oh they had God. no way to get oh British oh troops out of there. Oh my God. Oh my God. So all it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly, but all of these civilian boats, uh, uh, left the, um, left Britain and picked up all these troops and took them back to Britain. Wow. It's pretty intense. It's, and it's, and it's Christopher Nolan and it's really like silent and like, Mm -hmm. you need to watch it. Okay. Highly recommend. Okay. It took me 10 years to see saving private Ryan, but okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm very glad that I watched that. Yeah. Dunkirk's pretty cool. Well, man, I thanks for letting me um, process with you. Of course. And all of you out there listening. Yes. <laughs> um, if people wanted to chime in, how would they do that, Joel? Well, Steve, <laughs> they can email us at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com. He did it. Or you can find us on the old Instagram, Instagram at is- trying to be better podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, we lost, we lost an Instagram follower. Somebody got tired of us. Well, it's, that tracks. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I try, I'm trying to like, like, you know, uh, spread out the amount of posts I do. I still haven't put any of the references that uh, we had on our concert one last time. I need oh, yeah. to do that. But uh, by the time this one airs, they'll be on there. Um, Sweet. Yeah, and if you don't like it, unfollow. Whatever. Right, unfollow. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like a, it, don't have one. If you don't like it, don't have one. <laughs> God. Well, we're going to go to a baseball game on Wednesday. I'm looking forward right. to that. I am too. We're going we're gonna to watch some baseball. Yeah. It's Take me out to the ball game. How many wieners are you going to eat, Steve? 47,000. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Can't wait. Gross. It's gonna be good. Wait. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sure, um, it's good thanks talking for to let you. me let me take over the the topic tonight. It's perfect. I, it's great. I appreciate I appreciate your you. candor. Yeah. Love you, you man. As well. All right. Love you too. Talk to you later.